Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift for that Kevin Smith fan in your life? Well, look no further than that Kevin Smith Club. If you go to thatkevinsmithclub.com, man, you'll get tons of content. Three days a week, you can watch me do Wake and Bake, man, where I just blab at the camera inside the Smithsonian screening room where you'll find all sorts of video of stuff I've done over the years and movies I've made and stuff. If you like stuff stuffed into your ears, and I know I've said stuff quite a bit, there's podcast galore, man. We got, of course, the full smarchive of uh, old podcasts of ours, man. Classic, shall we say. All the old episodes of Smodcast, all the old episodes of Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old, all the old episodes of Plus One. But guess what? Now there's also new episodes of Plus One because you get five new podcasts a week. One's called The Week and Kev. One's called Education. One's called Plus One. One's called Gimme Headlines. Uh, and one is called uh, uh, Wake and Bake, which is an audio version of the video show that I do. So, hey, man, if you're looking for that perfect holiday gift, Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, Kwanzaa gift, you're looking for something to give to somebody who's like, yeah, I still like that guy. What's his name? Kevin James. Look no further than that Kevin Smith Club. Go to thatkevinsmithclub.com right now and put a little that Kevin Smith in your life or the life of somebody who's remotely kind of interested in my bullshit. Since I've heard that song, and I think it's the best song that Steve's ever written. Um, welcome. I don't write the song. Songs write me. Wow. Wow. Cool. So interesting. It. We'll get into your artistic process in the second hour. Hello, and welcome to the Nooner podcast. Uh, this is a Cassandra podcast, which I was informed of about a minute and a half ago. And you're probably like, well, you committed to that. I listened to last week's episode. And I'm like, yeah, I forgot. So I'm your host. My name is Cassandra. I am joined by three other old men. Introduce yourselves, sirs. I'm John Sylvain. And what you just said implies that you're also an old man. I just wanted to grammatically point that out. You said three other old men. So that implies that you are an old man. No, maybe. Yeah. I'm getting older by the fucking second, John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone else would like no. to introduce? Oh, I'm an old. I'm an old woman. That's I'm. I identify as a beat up, uh, haggard old lady. Okay, great. And your name? It's my, it's my right to be that way. Uh-huh. I'm not here yeah. right now. Makes so much sense. Yeah. I agree. Marty, you said you're not here right now. Nope. Oh okay. my ovaries! Why not? Oh. Are we fighting again? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on. Why are we fighting? Come on. Don't What's start. your beef with me now? You know, if I have to explain it, then that's part of the problem. Damn it. All right. Well, listen, 
at the end of the show tonight, we have the first episode of Buzzsaw 3, What Now? Hollywood Sunrise. Um, oh, beautiful. It's premiering, and um, it took me four weeks to write. Uh, it showed, too. It really showed. <laughs> The effort was all over the pages. Yeah, thank you. Six <laughs> pages of grueling, grueling work. Um, but I did it. Um, Look at Marty feverishly checking the inbox. He's like, did Steve send it? I, I'm not done with it. I just started today. Oh, no, you're not done with it? Yeah. Well, you could have oh. said something. Well, I did. I, so the show is not ending with that. <laughs> not this show. Unless well, you okay. want me to, Unless want me to dip, go for like out for 30 hours. hours you know? Oh, okay. I, you mean you'd leave and go finish it? I guess I could. Yeah. I have to listen to this horse shit. Right. Oh, well, but, okay. Uh, no. I take back everything I said, and I'm so sorry. Um, well, going we will, well. We will not. <laughs> it was just, just, always? So we just, you know that, that segment that we talked about during the pre-show that we were going to cut? Let's put that back in. Ooh, which I was late to the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not so easy okay, Marty, hosting so what's an going episode on in the Supreme huh? Court. I really need no, to no, 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 no. It's my show. It's my show. <laughs> no. It's my no. train wreck. I get to crash it. Me. I apologize. Okay. I didn't get all of your guys' performances until like yesterday. And it's mm. it takes a it takes a half a sec to switch from uh stupid fake horror to stupid fake whatever you wrote was comedy uh rom com romantic sort of comedy. yeah i really need i need like i need like a week like it it takes time well um speaking of rom coms i would like to formally announce that i have gone and seen my first drive in movie oh what'd you see love actually love actually <laughs> no, i should have yeah did it end um, differently did it was it was it more plausible? Were the characters more believable? It was did it just suck harder as much to see. outside. <laughs> what? Did it suck as much outside? Yeah, it was hard to see. Um, I don't think my eyesight is good enough to see like through a windshield and then also far away because it was at the Santa Monica Airport. Oh. Um, I didn't drive, but I'm pretty sure we took the 405 um, to get there. We were leaving from the valley, and um, yeah, it it. I was like fun, I guess, because it was a thing to do. But I was thinking, ah, I wish I wouldn't have done this with Love Actually. I'm going to have to rewatch it in a better. <laughs> Jesus, no, but <laughs> I need to be able to see. <laughs> but did you do it on a date then? Yeah. And how is that movie on mm. a date? Have you ever seen it on a date before? No, I've never seen it on a date before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did it make uh, you want to swear off Love like it did with me? <laughs> no. No. No, did this person, this person is very special to me, and yeah. uh, that's why I drag them to see my favorite movie that is also bad. And that's and the last time you talked like to you? him. No, we have uh, since broken up, and yeah. uh, my heart broken. <laughs> no, that's that's love, actually, and that's the plot <laughs> of Buzzsaw Three. Um, no, this person, him and I are still uh, going strong. So. Where did Anyways, he, uh, what well, is so he, so? What did does he, he do? I gotta ask. I was just thinking about this part of love. Actually, the part where the really super unbelievably creepy guy um, is going after Kira Knightley and uh, oh, the and guy from the Walking whole, Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know who. Or, I don't know. I don't watch Walking Dead. It involves gore, so I don't watch it. Who does? But the, yeah, the Bob and then Dylan he has the sign flipping he, thing. He's so he's so creepy. But he says, 
Christmas is a time when we tell the truth. Okay, so I noticed this when we were uh, watching it this last time. I learn something new every time I see it. Oh, every God. year I discover a new and I know something new. This year I realized that they very frequently say Christmas is when you tell the truth. Or if I can't say this at Christmas, when can I say it? They're saying that Christmas is really like a big time to to say something important. So the entire basis, the entire secular basis of Christmas is a giant lie. We lie to all of our children in America about Santa Claus. Every parent that I know, every single one, uh, when they were, I, they were, their shit. child was born. Now they we got to put a, like a preface on this show. Uh, what? Warning parents. What, that John misses his son and it fucking shows? No, the whole Santa <laughs> thing. Anyhow, thanks, John. The what? Do we have children that listen to the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they love. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They love Cougar's sperm humor. I'm just imagining all of the pre, uh, pre-K kids who listen to this show and how. I'm imagining gonna... the riots in prison right now of all the prisoners being like, what? Please all right. Looking real. All right. Before I go any further, let me just say this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Santa Claus. I. I'm going to say something. Spoiler alert. Santa Claus is not real. Oh, I, okay. I'm sorry, Sandra. Yeah. Sorry. So, but, you know, honest to God, every, every parent I know had a, a soul searching kind of moment and w- whether they were going to lie to their children about Santa Claus, including me and my wife. And we all do because it's so much fun. Okay. And- so what's the problem? Well, that that Christmas is not a time when we tell the truth. Christmas is a time when we lie. Oh, I see what you're saying. But also, Christmas is Jesus's birthday, and like, who the fuck knows if that happened? I'm gonna make calls to all of you on Christmas Day, and you can decide whether I'm telling the truth or not. But I've got some stuff to get off my chest. So, okay, Why? note to self: don't answer the phone. Oh, I'm, I'm coming in, coming in hot. I'm coming in hot, bro. Uh, so oh, angry. God, every time did your did your did your boy. Uh, your friend who's a boy, did he? Did, <laughs> boyfriend. Does he? Did he appreciate? I nabbed me another one. Let's he's see like how like I can a, crash this like, guy. Did he's he? A, he's a dad with no kids. Your your uh, your friend who's a boy. That's what my dad says. But like, how, how's your that uh, your friend there? I'm like, uh, did my he wife appreciate <laughs> the movie? <laughs> woman I pl- pl- blow loads into regularly. Yeah, she's great. I told my mom to call him that. I was like, he's the one who blows loads into me regularly. <laughs> There's another one. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he appreciate That's the movie? Did he appreciate the movie? Wait, do we need to explain that to the toddlers who are listening? No. Okay. Blowing a load. Yeah. When a man likes a woman very much, a yeah. tiny globule of cum builds up at the end of his penis, and then he get reaches over to it, and he purses his lips and he blows the the, the load the gummy into the gummy. woman the gummy into coming into her tummy <laughs> and nine and a half years later uh, a millennial pops out and goes where's my kia yeah hey did you know that if any babies that are being born now are part of generation alpha <laughs> what pretty sick why because uh, it starts after it, that is one of the worst Rush albums of the entire generation alpha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my! That's one God. where they like did they had like a whole rap thing in one of the songs. It, was, it didn't work. They're not Canadians can't rap. Mm, is that a, is that real? Drake. Generation Alpha. 
I, like I said, Canadians can't rap. Yeah, it's re- oh, oh, not on my fired. show. <laughs> snow. Um, one the weekend can rap, one, but one is more that really rap? Kruger. Snow. Okay. Is the weekend really rapping, or is he just kind of cry singing? I mean, he's what, not like, rap, is he? Kinda. Where does he, he rap? He says the N word, so I'm like, well, this must be rap because there's no other. You can say uh, that in R and B. You can. Oh sure. I can. I mean, if I think hard enough, I'll find an example. No, Usher's never Canadian. said the N word. He's not Canadian. Are you sure? I understand. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> he looks Canadian. Oh, um, wow. Shots fired. Usher is short. Who would have really? known? Really? Yeah. And who's really short? Uh, that little um guy. Um, John. No, the singer Shut guy. Up. Super pop dude, Latino guy. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Bruno Mars. Hats. Bruno Mars. He's like, oh, four yeah, he's very short. One. He's not that short, but he's very short. I'm t- seriously, he's, he's, I've met him. He was like five, five. He's five, three. Five, three? Yeah. Okay. He five, four. He's not. What are you doing, one. John? Nothing. I'm not folding boxes. Oh, are you multitasking? Nope. No, okay. I'm, I'm focused on every word you say. I'm here if for you. If you were folding boxes, why? Well, because you know what the game is arriving at my house tomorrow. <gasps> That's wonderful. A thousand copies, and I have to mail them out immediately so that they get to people by Christmas. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that my address is wrong, but I can't get my password to Kickstarter, so I guess just like whatever. Oh, well, why don't you uh, actually tell me what your address is? Right now? All right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tell it to on on the air. I think yeah. that's a really smart idea. Because okay. who's but listening? No, whisper it but really closely into the mic. So yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I promise myself. No, she I lives in one of those around. places in LA that has like a name on it, like California Dream. <laughs> the sun, sun windy totally you know, Almost you every every building in, in LA. Did you notice that almost every apartment building has some, has some name? It's kind of yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's even the like shitty it. ones down south of where I live. No, it, yeah. it is especially the shitty ones like Trap- yeah. Oh, the shitty Oasis. Like, yeah, I live the in Riviera, Hawaii, Riviera Court. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can come here and you can you could swim in the pool if it was open and you can buy crack. At that guy's house, and you can buy Oxy at that guy's house. Wait, is your landlord is your your landlord Marlon Brando? (laughs) What is your landlord Marlon Brando? (laughs) I swallowed a bug. Yeah, Marlon Brando is dead, right? Okay, yeah, he's dead, right? I'm gonna get a pig. I'm gonna have him vomit on you, and then I'm gonna have him fuck you. Would you like that? That's not bad. That's that's oh, pretty, wow. That's pretty decent. I'm pretty good at the Mount Brando impressions. Well, favor's a favor. What's your favor? So there was an orgy oh. in uh, New Orleans. Oh. Called yeah. Naughty Nolens. Uh-huh. Uh, it's turned out to be a super spreader event. Of what? Um, yeah, of what disease? <laughs> All of them. COVID. <laughs> it just oh. sounded so mm-hmm. gross. Oh, a disease. Like there's just like Did you read about it, Marty? Yeah, there are like mattresses all around and like it just mm. sounds just No, 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 no. This was a it was a COVID safe or attempt at a COVID safe swingers party. Yeah. Um and one of the organizers so, was just like, Well, if I had to do it again, I probably wouldn't. Like oh. No, the organizer <laughs> the organizer is like shocked that it ended up being they so they did it like 
apparently they had tables and everyone was supposed to wear masks and kind of flirt, you know, like with masks on. And if you went off to a hotel room, you could only have six people in a, oh. in a hotel room. In your asshole at one yeah. time. You could only have six feet in your asshole. <laughs> so it was 250 three people. people. Which I guess is a tenth of what normally shows up to naughty New Orleans. Mm. And um, now 41, 49, somewhere in there, um, have COVID. And now the guy who put it together was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I would have never done that if I would have known that was going to happen. How could he have known? The CDC, I've been on the CDC website all day. There's nothing about orgies. That's true. Possibly not that I. I mean, I've never been to an orgy, but how could you possibly? John, 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 Good, good jokes. Thank you. Good jokes. It's not, it's not a joke. It's this, so I, I had to express. How myself. do you have an orgy? How do you? Ha- I mean, those. I know you guys have all have orgies. I know Marty has an orgy like once a week. Um, what? How do you have an orgy with a mask on? I and mean, you can't. I mean, you got to use your mouth, or else you're going to be disappointing, like half the people there. No, right? Everyone wears a ball gag. <clears throat> I mean, mm. yeah, oh, that's a good idea. I feel like you take the mouth out; you're taking out a major player, but it's not impossible. Right. Yeah, I mean, there have been not a- everyone has not everyone has to kiss at the orgy, John. There have been a bunch of what's the point? Like apparently really people are really horny because there was a an orgy in New York in at the Caligula sex club where eighty people had crowded in there and were drinking and fucking. And the sheriffs broke that up. Uh and yeah, and then in like um after watching for fifteen minutes. (laughs) After what's happening here? No hold on, hold Hold your fire. We need to make sure it was in the middle of quad anal that I realized. Wait, one, two, three, four, oh, five. There's wow. more than six people here. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I developed the CDC guidelines. Make sure. Then, in like um, in somewhere in Northern Europe, there was a uh, like a gay sex party. Twenty-five person sex party that an anti-gay yeah. uh, legislature was at. Yes, and so he was out of. Yes, he was researching. Uh, he was snuck out a window and was on uh, the roof. And uh, when he was arrested by police for uh, breaking COVID protocols, and then it turns out, yeah, he he let he wrote some anti-gay laws for uh, for um, Romania, uh, not Romania, um, hung- Hungary, and uh, he has since apologized to his family, his wife. <laughs> oh, he was apologizing to the country for breaking COVID protocol, not for yeah. He said uh, you know, he apologized to his family. family his colleagues and to his voters for his misstep and he resigned. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that like a cliche or a trope at this point? The yeah. like right wing conservative religious hates the gays ends up being gay. Like I, I feel like I've seen that so many times I'd be shocked if like someone was actually not gay. I mean, there least. is no one gayer than someone who hates the gays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be really suspect of somebody who's so virulently anti-gay. I mean, Yeah. Like if it bothers you that much, it says something about your own inner turmoil. I think. Yeah. Do you guys ever have like dreams where you're places without masks, and then you get scared in your dreams? I had a dream. I had to go uh, to an audition on foot from East Hollywood, but it was in West Hollywood, and I had to get there on foot. And then there was a giant 
like celebration there where nobody had masks and i was like i can't go through this way and so mm. i couldn't get there it was it was one, very frustrating one morning i was uh i got out of bed before shelly did and i gave her a kiss and she said wait 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 where are you going are you you're not gonna go tell people how to dress during covid are you i said no <laughs> no so that's the closest i've come to a dream about it is that she that might have had a dream? Yeah, she was have yeah, she was dreaming about me telling people the wrong information about COVID. Mm-hmm. How to dress. I had a dream uh but it wasn't about me. It was about Marty actually nailing an audition. And I just, you know, that's a fantasy. Yeah. Well, doesn't got there happen. on time, found parking. Nope. Went in. <laughs> nope. His name was on the list. Didn't have to wait long in the waiting mm-hmm. room. Went in, was off Nailed book. It. Yeah, like you, you, we're gonna, looking forward to seeing him. Chicago nine one one. You are our new Asian <laughs> regular, old man, old man Asian regular on Chicago Fire nine one one. Right, right. You, you play Emergency. the pharmacist, and <laughs> you get three lines a season. Have you taken a box of psilocybin before? Okay. <laughs> 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 you, that would you be know a what? good show and a good I role will, for you. I will take the, the, the consult guy. I will take the paycheck. I will happily do that. Um, and how long have you suffered from seborrheic dermatitis? So, have you guys heard about these these movies that have been filmed? Like Alex Gibney did a a uh, you know the famous documentary, and he did a COVID documentary during this time and, that he filmed. Uh, and then there was this, about orgies. No, about COVID. Oh. I just said about oh. COVID. And then uh, Zendaya, she filmed one that um, uh, Barry Levinson's son wrote and directed. Sam. Oh, uh, thank God he finally caught a break. Yeah, but basically they, they somebody pot- gave one of the Levinson kids. They potted together Legos. and um, with uh, what's his name, son um, Denzel Washington's son, and oh. uh, they filmed this sort of you know black and white like relationship drama uh like what do you think about that is that a was that irresponsible and and like um sort of i don't know or was it if they potted together and had a bubble what's the difference between that and the nba yeah and i'll bet you're gonna see a a bunch of um like sort of post-apocalyptic or trapped in a cabin like filmed in 18 day horror films in the next like you know year and a half just like oh i can't wait i love yeah. trapped in a cabin trapped in a cabin with uh bad special effects cabin? yeah uh but anyhow it's interesting um the the uh malcolm and marie the the zendaya film like sold for like 30 million dollars to netflix and it comes out next month uh so there you go you can be- make millions by shooting a two-person black and white drama in a house in Carmel. It did not sell for $30 million. Okay. Where did you, you read that? Um, deadline. Ugh. All right, now I got to... <clears throat> Look it up. Who buys, oh, a, who buys a black and white movie made in COVID for $30 million? No, it probably costs $30 yeah, to make. Netflix does. Yeah. Netflix. How much, how much would this go on the market for? Well, uh, Probably if it was at Sundance to be, you know, if it was the really hottest thing at Sundance, maybe someone might pay 1.2 million. So we should pay 30. It was the yeah, hottest yeah. thing at Toronto okay. and it sold for $30 million. Yep. Dumb. So, yeah. Well, 
Um, cool. Well, cool. Good, good for them. Zendaya. I've worked with her. She's very nice. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> uh, yeah. I believe I pronounced her name Zendaya to her. And she was like, I think it is pronounced Zendaya. Oh, then I, whatever the wrong one I was saying. Yeah. I think and, it's Zendaya. Yeah. Oh, and I, then I think I called her Zendaya. I don't Neil know. Blomkamp, you know, the direct, uh, District 9 director, he did one, a, a horror film during pandemic. Good for him. Yeah. Canada. Hey, I did a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, that no, did, you that didn't. No one got COVID. At, well, maybe you did. Hmm. Wait, did you guys get COVID? Why are you, well, why are you saying I would? Remotely. I don't know. What's your point? I don't really have one. I just want to talk about what You're I shooting. did. Oh. Isn't that the point of this podcast? To promote what yourself? What the fuck else yeah. is it for? I mean, we're uh, it's 29 minutes in and she hasn't even mentioned her other podcast yet. We're, we're due. Trashy Trashy? Oh, yeah. Trashy Squid. What? Well, Trashy good one this week. My sister you. just finished uh, a pilot. I just repeated a story from it. Uh, yeah. My sister Sorry. shot a, a pilot in in uh, wherever Austin, and like they had to rewrite everything. So instead of a crowded bar scene, it was the bartender literally had to go like, "Looks like you came in on a slow night." And uh, <laughs> oh, that's good writing. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Wow. Yeah, and then <laughs> they had to Accurate. rewrite it. Yeah, and then the wow. actors had to talk about the party that happened the night before. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, like, like where do these Hollywood writers come up with this? But stuff? The how thing do they is, do if it? If you saw a any sort of crowded scene, you would you would get so like triggered, uh, uh, you know, that if you knew that it was shot in this past year, you know. I think they're using like digital. Mm, I think they're like they're using the same fifty extra. Like they're starting to get groups of extras that they're going to reuse repeat on like certain shows. I'm not making that up. Uh, in order to like show like more crowded stuff, is they they're gonna bubble together and like they keep 50 them people. in a they keep them in a high school gym when they're not yeah, used. which is like oh they, they, is that a good gig or yeah. is that a fucking nightmare? They throw <laughs> There's Twizzlers a and, and pop tarts at them. Fifty extras 50 being bubbled. Extras oh my god! Hey, are, did you get Taft Heartlead? Yeah, it's called <laughs> oh yeah. Called, Who's got their get, card? It's called background. Yeah, I, okay, sorry. <laughs> What book are you reading right now? I'm reading this by Meister. Boy, that's a super yellowed copy of an old book that looks like you got it at a fucking five and dime. His, what are you reading? Oh, his, the Thornbirds. Interesting. What camping chair has a shade on it? Oh. I just dropped $900 on Dana Patrick photos. You think I'm going to book more commercials next year? Right, so inside, no one, like, no one gets any of these. But if anyone did, they're like, yeah. oh, damn. Dana Damn, they fucking nailed extras. Like, why? Oh, it's the yellowest books I've ever seen. What do they leave them out in the sun when they're not working? I talked to Issa Rae for two minutes today. She laughed at the joke. Have you guys ever worked background before? Yes. Yeah, it, it is a very <laughs> yeah. I worked. I worked background with Zendaya. She was not uh, background, though. She was on the show. Yeah, yeah. It It's a very demeaning I've only thing. done it once or twice. Yeah, I, I did it maybe four or five times, but but every commercial I ever worked on, the first thing that the AD would say to me is, "Backgrounds over there," <laughs> pointing <laughs> to this like little cordoned off place where these like people in camping chairs are just sitting there reading books, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of book reading, yeah, and talking about investment strategies and stuff like that, and yeah, a lot of lot of day traders, yeah. I was thinking about a condo in Van Nuys, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's up and coming and convenient to all the studios <laughs> for when I get my series. But literally, <laughs> literally, it happened on every single like commercial I ever worked, where they would say, mm-hmm. "Background's over there." What? Were what? you cast in the commercial? Yeah, yeah, I was a principal in it, and you're like, I don't need to know that. And I was like, What is it about me that screams <laughs> background and anonymous? Oh, and now I know why. You now are so you so belong on the bottom of a call sheet. Oh, that's just no. That's I, I wa- just want to be like sixth from the bottom. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Below the line, but still on the on the call sheet. Sure. <laughs> um. I talked to Asa Ray for four minutes at Crafty. <laughs> we shared did a Twizzler. You know, did you know she's also a vegan? <laughs> oh, poor background. Oh, background. I it's shouldn't tough. come at them like that. I know. It's... Oh, I owe Central Casting money. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They I signed with me. Jack Scagnetti. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, um. Steve, I don't have, know. You, have you talked to friends who are working, uh, who are shoot, shooting right now? Uh, yeah, like one or two. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's it like for them? It's like the third act of ET. You know, a lot of hazmat suits, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot, lot of chasing, dead and aliens, talkies. <laughs> no, I mean a lot of guns, guns, guns that get uh, computer uh, CGI'd out for walkie talkies. Pretty much, yeah. Just Did so. you guys see that viral video of that woman who owns Pineapple Hill and she was losing her mind? She's like, they closed my outdoor dining and mm-hmm. then right in the parking lot, the slap in the face is this. Yeah. Did you see that video? I sure no. did. Yeah. What's causing an uproar? What's Pineapple Hill? No, oh. it's not called Pineapple. It's called Pineapple something. It's Pineapple Hill. The Trust valley me. place? It's a valley place. I, I defer I've- to you. I've been to many times. That's I, I my, this is my favorite thing about this video. Everyone is obviously coming to this woman's age. She's got like over $100,000 on like a GoFundMe now. And it's kind of dumb because everyone's like a lot of people in California are coming in for the film industry because they've been considered essential. But like they kind of are like to our economy. And also if people want new fucking content, then they need to film. So she's crying about the fact that they're, crafty tents are set up in the same parking lot as her uh, restaurant is or her bar and that bar is one of the diviest little joints that Sherman Oaks has to offer it says and Van Nuys is it Pineapple Hill Saloon it's on Van Nuys and Ventura in Sherman Oaks in, in Sherman Oaks uh, you okay. get, I, I defer are to you the, gonna are you gonna like make a a, a distinction between Sherman Oaks and Van yes. Nuys? Did you go to high school there or something? Did, no, I went to high school in Birmingham. Not you. I'm talking Oof. about Steve. I went to high school in Newton, Massachusetts. So exactly. So who cares about Van Nuys and Sherman wait, Oaks? It's like I just the same wants thing. To know how to get there. I would say they melt into each other. I just they just wait, look exactly wait, the same. I, I'm sorry. Are you to the five what? to the one thirty four one hundred one. Get off on Van Nuys. I just need uh, a, a, a make little, a left. I need a little right clarity of what's going on. So there was someone filming nearby, and she was complaining oh. that they that they could do their business, but she couldn't do hers. Yeah, so she had to close because uh-huh. they said that her outdoor patio was dangerous and her outdoor patio is in the back of the parking lot. And so, like, you know, 20 feet away from her patio that is closed is 
a bunch of tents that obviously this production rented out this parking lot to put their craft services tents there. And so she's mad because she doesn't understand why that's safe, but what she was doing is unsafe. But what she's leaving out in her dramatic plea is that everyone on that set was getting tested probably once a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're- um, and, you know, and like there are people that are walking around taking temperatures three times a day. Yeah. It's like unbelievably safe because of the liability. And she I mean, I feel bad for the woman. And actually, I'm looking where she is. It is Sherman Oaks. I always mix up Sherman Oaks and Toluca Lake. I don't know why. Mm, I always yeah, think Sherman Oaks is. Really? Well, not Other... far. I wouldn't say far, but. But I, I always feel like it goes Burbank, Sherman Oaks, and then Toluca Lake. But it really goes Burbank, Toluca Lake, Sherman Oaks. Burbank, yeah. Toluca Lake, Studio City, Sherman Oaks. Oh, I always forget about Studio Casino. City. <laughs> there are a lot of like people in L.A. who just are. Really, I know what I know. Are really know. resentful towards. Uh, Hollywood filming, you know, when they see those uh, those and and there are a lot of people in L.A. who really don't know where Sherman Oaks is as well. Yeah, okay, that's Uh. yeah, but it it, it, it's funny that I mean not funny, but like there's always a backlash against fucking Hollywood for invading you know your neighborhood, but at the same time they're like one of the biggest uh, employers in the in the area. Uh, But there was that yeah, and all these people were out of work for six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're out of work longer than the restaurant industry was. Yeah. Granted, the restaurant industry's been, you know, on and off, but it's still like if you've got people who are wearing a mask all day, only take their mask off at their designated lunch. They can't even drink coffee while they're working or anything like that, and they're getting. Yeah, that's the thing about like because like, I took a COVID class just because I'm like, oh, I might be on a set, and yeah, I don't, I don't know any of it. You can't have a water bottle on set. Yeah. You have no. to go leave set, which set means where they're shooting the shit. And then there's all this ancillary crap where guys sit in chairs and <laughs> extras read the Thornbirds. <laughs> so you have to leave set and then go drink water. I mean, it's like you can't. It's Those are long, hot you days. Can't under lights. Do you like there. It's very well regulated. And yeah, Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill. East of the 405, south of the 101. So technically Sherman Oaks. She's just like ding dong so hung up on that. Yeah, Jeez. she's not. She's not. I mean, if she's doing temperature checks and contract tracing, then that's great. But is she regulating that not people of different? I don't think she's changed or, her fry oil in like a, a decade. So I, don't I think. feel good about that. I've been to that bar. That bar is fucking awesome. If you're looking for a divey good time in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really depressing time to be in the service industry right now. It's just. It's a terrible, terrible time, and especially in LA. And there's a lot of frustration and fatigue, but at the same time, it shit is just going nuts, and yeah, it's um, terrifying. Yeah, sucks. Sorry, sorry about your restaurant. Yeah, grill. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Anyways, um, let's see. What else are we doing? It's eight eleven. Okay. Oof. Yeah. So, um, what's done. next on your on your outline on your list? Um, 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 um. So last week, the uh, the millennial was talking about uh, going on auditions and how I think I had mentioned I had a pitch that day and I was mm. really I had no confidence. In fact, like every meeting, ten minutes before I I want to cancel it, and then she and, and the millennial was like, "Oh no, I just." Totally. I go in. I, I'm I'm 
me i'm great i don't give a fuck like it's just it is uh unwarranted and unearned self-confidence that i just i like i just like could wrap my head around but it's also because she's like it's a straight white male really yeah it's weird okay uh, she hasn't she's not as old and hasn't been on the ride as long and hasn't had as many failures and then you get it it, it weighs you down okay. i mean I, yes but i had another pitch today and i literally took a moment and i said well what would cassandra do and she'd just be like i'm great i don't give a fuck um and i and i sort of had a i don't know if it went better or worse but i had a much better time i didn't i wasn't 10 minutes out like we gotta cancel i can't i can't do this i just didn't prep just flipped Great. on the zoom stood up and was like yeah i'm wearing a sport coat yeah i'm shorts i don't care you can see i don't it doesn't doesn't bother me there you go if you saw that show can i bring your writer's coffee sure thanks God. <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, why do millennials have so much confidence? It's and I because remember working. We've only ever been burned. I know it's. I worked when I worked. Weighs on you, I'm like bro, come at me! I've got so much weighing on me. I got nothing. I'm I'm broke. I'll never own a home. Well, My FICO we score is that, double digits. We were talking about that last week about how confidence can really be a huge advantage for things like this. You know, like. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I when I worked at this agency in Austin, there was a. A young, young millennial. She's like twenty-seven. I don't think it has and, to do with being a millennial. I think it, it's. Yeah, she was twenty-seven with tattoos and with copywriter, and she was like, "I mean, I, I'm worried about my boyfriend because I'm going to make millions of dollars, and I worry he's going to take it all." And I'm like, "Doing what? Like, what are you <laughs> writing? Fucking jingles for charcoal soap? Like, what?" Well, I got my band, and I listened to her band. I'm like, "This is awful." And I read her. She has a blog. I read her writing. I'm like, "God." honey but she just had like the confidence that i was like when i was 27 i was like it's all over we're all gonna die no, nothing's working this, i don't know it's but you, maybe you it's a get, jew thing you do get to a point <laughs> where like there's certain things that i have confidence about that i can i can take care of and i don't sweat it but you but, uh well like taking <laughs> out no, under to say me or you me me you know like, okay you know and what taking out the garbage you know <laughs> Going for a, a, a making sure your your feet at the ground. Mile run. Um, <laughs> have, uh, never never leave each yeah, other when walking. Yeah. Uh, How long of a run? A sub Don't two you mile. fall like all the time? No, I said I, I fall like, like once, a couple times. You've been like, no, well, then I took every, a tumble. I was running. I did take a tumble, but it was like once every two or three years. But that's like every day when I'm running. You know, I ran cross country. I ran the Boston Marathon. I ran for years. I never fell down. I don't. I've never Marty, heard of anyone. Well, Marty, down. can I ask you a quick question, real quick? Just a real quick question. Yeah. Are, are you are you recording this podcast? I just want to make sure. <laughs> Will you just look and see if it's recording? Red light means good. Red light go. I mean, red light. Yeah, that's weird. It should be green, right? <laughs> sure. Sorry. Really Sorry, guys. What? Right. Okay. It's started over. <laughs> um, On yeah. a Cassandra cast, no <laughs> less. <laughs> I mean, even with this, I forgot hey, I was supposed every, to host, and I getting, said, all right, let's do it. Uh, yeah, you guys but are getting I mean, a treat that nobody is, else is getting. Um, anyhow. No, I'm, I'm getting I, what? You, everyone who's what? listening right now live is getting a treat that, you know, because it hasn't been recorded. You know. Did you really forget? Did you really not record? Did this? my hands move at all when John made that stupid fucking obvious joke? Jesus. Listen. 
just because it was obvious it does not though. mean it was stupid. Well, that's why I just added, because it was stupid that's does not why, mean it was obvious. That's why I added just because both John said it doesn't mean there. it was a joke. Right. <laughs> in fact, quite the opposite. Kruger's uh, on fucking fire tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm like 10 days into no drinking, like eating basically vegetables, a little pro, I had a little sand. Okay, you're like the tonight. guy talking about his marathon that he ran in. Bo- oh, that you did that too. Oh, yeah. okay. Are you juicing, Marty? Have you juiced today? I juiced this morning. I don't fucking <laughs> that douchebag. Have you ever tried a coffee enema? It's like amazing. <laughs> so vibrant. Oh, I saw a My Strange Addiction about coffee enemas, and that couple was cuckoo. Mm. They just laid on the ground, like reading magazines, like fucking on the on their bathroom floor, being like, I love you. Well, like they're just like getting their asshole sucked out with coffee. Uh, it's ugly. No. Yeah, can someone explain to me? Because uh, I've had an enema before. Because I'm cool, but like, <laughs> <laughs> is that why? Oh, no, I'm cool. I'm, about it. I'm yeah. cool. You know, like I was in my 20s, and you know, this girl wanted to peg what? me, and I'm like, well, you, you don't want to pull out a plum, babe. You know, you gotta, gotta yeah, clean it. Enema before getting pegged. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! Right, is this true? I don't want to explore that. That <laughs> I got I got right. sloppy tubes. You know, like I got. I got a. You, 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 you've had you hemorrhoids, with... right? Excuse me. You've had hemorrhoids, right? Have I currently have? Yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> you never. You don't ever get rid of them. It's like luggage, Marty. Yeah. Have you? You probably had the same piece of luggage for fifteen years. Just uh, looking at you. Well, <laughs> he's thinking. He's like, no, oh, I, I got thinking. rid of it. Because I was shamed for having it, I think it might there have been you, you. and uh, I, I think I bought a new one that hasn't been used. Uh, yeah, know, like three years ago. Yes, I have a hemorrhoid. Yeah, but well, okay. okay but so I have the... had an enema, but like, why coffee? What's the what's the advantage? Well, try Caffeine? it. Try know. it and get back to us. Okay, give me. They, they're not really minutes. spelling out the advantages on my strange addiction. I, I think it's like, like this is bad. Caffeine. I mean, it's like having a vodka enema. Like your your lower intestines, they're very absorbent. You know, so you do absorb the caffeine. That's the I'm, I'm guessing that that's what it is. Yeah, because I've taken ecstasy rectally, and it. Okay, you it really works. like bragging about the butt stuff, don't you? Oh, the, oh. we're the sweet spot of the pod now, baby. Oh. You, you guys are wasting bumps. your time if you're not using your asshole. You know, oh. uh, it's there it's, for a reason. It's your second mouth, as I like to call it. <laughs> gobble gobble gobble. <laughs> A hundred percent correct. Um, it's there for a reason, and no. the reason is not what I think it is. No, it's for your second mouth. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> what that, what do you what do you use to shit with? That is one of my your mouth. That your is one of my mouth? favorite second South Parks. Is where he poops out his mouth. That is just uh, just. I have three mouths. <laughs> That's my specialty. Oh, wow. Yeah, Quato. Wow. it comes out her belly, and yeah. <laughs> Um, Kevin just listened in. We're back on the air. All we needed to do is talk I about like the butt stuff, jib, brother. There's a butt stuff like a quota that all that all podcasts on the network are like bound to. Oh, adhere that's to. funny, man. I'm gonna write that in the clerk's 15. <laughs> the asshole's a second mouth. <sighs> Get over here, Muse. I got a line for you. Um. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's a thing. Did you guys? Comic books aren't boring. Did you guys? Uh, I mean, I mean, the guys, not specifically the guys. Did you guys read old comic books when you were young? No, I read the ones that were new at the time. You you didn't collect old old ones at all? No, 
No, I didn't have any. I only had the 25 cents to buy the new ones. Right. Uh, but I just, I earned by doing chores. Uh, Steve, did you read comic books when you were young? Oh, I loved when uh, Daffy Duck fought Hitler in those. Uh, those are, no, no. Those I, are like, all right. Well, I, I like things of the modern era. Okay. But one of the things that was like so, like I was just obsessed with as a kid were these ads in these like 60s, early 70s uh, comic books. I, I guess 60s comic books, but like they would advertise like, oh, you can have a Polaris sub nuclear sub. Uh, that's over seven feet long, big enough for two kids for six ninety eight. And you just look at the huh. ad, and you're like, and I was just thinking, I don't know where I would where I would like pilot it, but I want it. And of course, it was too late because uh, it was years later, and I just felt like so like I had missed out generationally on something that like I could have um, had a submarine, a working submarine. Uh, of course, it was all lies, and it was just a, a cardboard box in the shape of a submarine that you, you just put together. But I, I like, I would just look at the ads more than I would look at the, the comic books. I don't know if you, I remember in the back of comic books, there was an, ad, it was an ad for a six foot blimp. Yeah. That, uh, and, and it, you know, it would rise up in the air on its own. And I was like, that's fucking science. And that's awesome. Here's whatever two ninety nine or $1. And it arrived and it was like the thinnest black, tissue paper and you would fill it with air and then you put, take it out in the, oh, sun, in the sun and the sun would heat the air and it would slowly rise but it worked oh cool it worked until the you, tissue paper ripped right about six seconds in i went what the fuck yeah and i was but I, <laughs> like i was such a sucker for all those things um like there was even like they had pet monkeys that you could buy for 19 dollars in the 60s which was i think around 200 bucks uh, in today's dollars, but basically they like mail you a monkey. Yeah, they mailed you a live monkey and said, "Oh, it even enjoys lollipops." And mm. they like like shipped over two hundred thousand like monkeys from real ones, real monkeys. Yeah, that were not darling. What year was this? This is like the the late sixties, like sixty seven. Gosh, things were loose. Yeah. And they would come and they would bite the shit out of kids, you know, because yeah. they were like kidnapped out of their perfect, like perfectly normal, happy jungle and sent to some like suburban kid, like where they were fed lollipops. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that we're, we, we're not overrun. I guess they, this is not their climate, whatever, but. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you bought the x-ray specs, right? Uh, had I, those? I had the x-ray specs. Yeah, they, they don't I, work. I bought everything from the Johnson Smith catalog that that basically works by creating like a double vision kind of thing. So it looks like you have like your hand, your fingers have bones, but you're not actually looking at bones. Um, Isn't the whole point of it, though? Like, didn't everybody got them to see through clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you it can't. It just makes work. a double of it's like when you hold your finger too close to your eyes and you see two of them. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh, my God. I can see your breasts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure her, all these. Look at her big pepperoni nibs. Yeah. Ew. There was a company called the Johnson Smith Company Ew. catalog where like everything took six to eight weeks to, to get to you. And it was always just huge disappointment when they arrived. But I, I spent Is all catalog my... like Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's it, made out of paper. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. And paper uh, is. Well, mm. imagine if you're printing something. Oh, printer. Mm. Yeah, on paper. You print it on paper. You've heard about like printers, a, right? Like a return receipt 
a return label. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a return label. When you're returning something to Amazon, Amazon yeah. you have to print it on paper. No, 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 not from Amazon, but some oh, this, companies. This menu at this Pineapple Hill place is poop. This is like, it's like a sports bar. What's yeah. wrong with a sports I bar? I love a sport, a good sports bar uh, with like a good deep fried food menu. Pineapple sure. Hill looks like you should be allowed to smoke cigarettes inside. Yeah, it's it's not for me. They Ugh. use Cooper Black it's on there. Dark and it's nasty. They've got this like mustard yellow, like Cooper Black lettering on the outside. It just looks so. There's two trashy. sides. There's a side with the bar, and then there's another side that has like kind of like if you're going into a cabin that you're going to get killed in with like a fireplace and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking at, yeah. Um, the so back is like just kind of open with like a popcorn machine that like stinks up the whole place. And then they've got one of those like, uh, ju- like digital jukeboxes on the wall that like works sometimes. Oh, it's got like stained glass everywhere. Oh, I hate the Oh, design. yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like when I, <laughs> we used to go there after, when I worked at P.F. Chang's in the Sherman Oaks Galleria, the Pineapple Hill was the stop after to get drunk. I see. Yeah, I see. I see. It's, it's a service industry post. Yes, I'm looking at their beer taps. I'm I'm not impressed. It's There's like, an that's not why you the go there. Lot. What? That's not why you go there. You don't go there for the, the you know. No, no, no. I, you, I mean, I think the last time I was there, I ordered a Budweiser and the bartender asked if I would like it in a paper bag just to be a dick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, look around. Like, I don't want a fucking shitty cocktail. Like, just give me a Budweiser, sir. Yeah, that's a place where you don't ask for, a, yeah, a sidecar, please. Like, where your, like, most hard partying co-worker holds their birthday, you know? Mm. Yeah, they, they have, like, fireball shots for a quarter. Yes. That's, that's a bad side. You're not in a... Uh, there's no Algonquin round table in the back. No, no. whatever that is. No, yeah, no. Uh, is oh, it? speaking uh, of Algonquin round table, did anybody see Mank? The David. No, Fincher? I keep seeing the. I keep seeing the um ads the all over town. Uh, My wife keeps on wanting to watch it. I keep on refusing. It's really good. I really Should we watch it, it this week. Mank. I mean, yeah, yes, it's called Mank. Uh, who's the who plays Mank? Oh, your friend. You're, you're my old, old boss. my old boss Gary Oldman is in it with his uh, man friend and I guess his ex wife's ex husband, which is weird. Gary Oldman married a woman that had divorced Fincher. Find a common he enemy. Divor- he divorced that woman. The dog is howling, and then uh, he divorced her, and then they moved in together. I was like, doesn't Oldman have like rent money? What? Why is he moving in with? David Fincher. Wait, there's something weird going roommate, on. They're roommates? They were, like, whenever she got, he got divorced. Oh. And, and the last time I saw Oldman was in Los Feliz at Cafe Figaro, and I was like, hey, buddy. And he went, oh, hello, Steve. And I was like, who's that old? Oh, it's Fincher. Like, he's, they're like buds. It's weird. Well, Men yeah. can't be friends? No, but, like, he, he has a baby. They have babies with the same woman. It's just I don't know. It's, I find well, it. Weird. Like, find a common reason. enemy. Yeah. If they both dislike her. They probably bond over that. I mean, she's a fucking woof. All I have to say is Fincher got uh, he got custody of the kids from this woman. Like that never happens unless yeah. you're not the greatest mom in the world. The dad doesn't usually get custody. All right, save uh, your MRA shit for another time. Uh, <laughs> it's not on my fucking podcast. Uh, Fincher's a great director, I think. Like, oh, it's I, fucking, it's so, it's really good. And Oldman is fantastic. All right, all right. 
So right. you're saying Gary Oldman is a good actor? Is that, is well, that not Oscar in most winning? stuff. He's kind of not, not in most stuff, really. He's kind of overacts a lot. And, he does. Yeah, know. but he does a really good job at it. Wait, okay, so, so the the famous line from The Professional, the one, the fucking bring me everyone, you know, the, yeah. the fucking stupid line that he did yeah. to my face. And yeah. I was like, what's that from? And he was like, he's such an ass. I'm such an ass. He's like, well, that's, that's, that's from The Professional, Steve. And I'm like, can you do it again? He goes, bring me everyone. And I'm like, what what part of the movie did he say? He, I was just completely fucking with him. It was the best. He like we became friends when I went. It's like saying you don't you can't handle the truth, and you're like, what's that from, Jack? You know the fucking. I'm sure he doesn't even know what movie that's from. Okay. Great. Okay. Excellent story. Good, yeah, good, story. good story. Good story. So why did is it like, over? This pineapple. No, no, I got no, I'm just, that's the buildup. The pineapple the hill story. woman has raised $178,000 on GoFundMe. For what? She's raised $178,000 on GoFundMe. It, basically the the message is we are a small business in Sherman Oaks, California. We need your help. The government and mayor are trying hard to ruin everything we've worked so hard for. Absolutely. Um our restaurant our bars city hates are, our restaurants and bars are not the reason why the COVID numbers are high. Please help us. That's it. And from that, she gets one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars. Like I, good for her. You know, well, you know, she, she needs did it. Or else it yeah. No, no. I but, mean, GoFundMe is such a weird thing. Just what gets. Yeah, it's eh? just she had a complaint that went viral, and she went right? on Fox Business and complained. And she's like yeah. the poster child for both sides like the right going this is ridiculous and the left going where's the fu the funding from the federal government yeah. fucking yeah. so I mean, stupid I, I feel so bad for anybody who owns a restaurant or, or works in that business but still it's like is that the best way to i don't know yes. best way to save it's their just, business uh, it's just ill researched i mean she's just honestly she's compelling to watch and she's very gut-wrenching and you know like she's a she's a good little actress although she wasn't acting but like it's still i think that there's other people who could have made that video and people would be like fuck you but she really she really gave the people what they wanted yeah uh, especially if you're really pissed off about covid and stuff yeah. but uh, which we all are for sure but i don't know okay john now i remembered why i was talking about oldman so, oh, thank God. Two, I, I, I spaced out. Two people donated $10,000 just so so you know. But it's crazy. Okay. Just to Pineapple Hill, too. It's like you're not saving every fucking restaurant in Southern California. Right, right, right. No, I feel bad for her, but at they the same time. They love those wings. They just flood the fucking economy with money. Just spend. It doesn't just spend it. Spend Just spend. I'm trying. And help. Uh, not you, you nitwit. You don't have any money. Oh. The, the government, the government. So that line from the professional where he goes, bring me everyone. Uh, a, he was drunk because he was drinking then. Like that entire movie, he's like, I was just drunk, which I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And he did it normally. He's an actor. He didn't go, I'm going to scream it and fucking show all my teeth and shake and the fucking veins in my neck. Yeah. And Luke Besson was like, just have fun with one. You know, like, he's just drunk and tired. And he did it. And that made the movie. So yeah. like, that's like, like back to the... Uh, an actor needs a good director and like Fincher is a really good director. I don't love all of his movies, but you know, like Luke Besson, like, come on, that guy's, he's a chode. And you know, 
I feel like Oldman with his, with his little house buddy over there. A couple of bros just living up in Los Feliz. Just Why not? Both, both bang the same gal. They're just like, what should we do? Let's make a movie about Mankiewicz and, you know. Yeah. How he yeah. wrote the script and it was like gnarly and stuff, and they did. It was fucking. I loved it. I thought it was great. All right, so well, it's a movie. Yes, uh, I'll okay. I'll watch it. I mean, I, I think it's great that like you Netflix allows people like Fincher to make movies like that without having to worry about uh, box stuff. I, I mean, the metrics are so different. I don't know. I don't know how they measure it, but it's like you, you know, there's no like external sort of uh, measuring of of box office gross yeah you don't have two weekends to make all your money and then more movies come out like it's and, and there were definitely scenes in it where i was like you know what if this were a movie they probably cut that out like it's long and not like ill-paced but it's it takes its time and i appreciated like oh we live in a time now where there can be like a two hour and 20 minute movie <sighs> about a, a dude with his leg broken writing a script and I'm hooked. Like Amanda Seyfried's good. Every, like everybody's great in it. So it's so everybody everybody's good in it. And and there's a story about people that you care about, and yes. they change and it develops. Yes. So Wait. it's very much unlike Citizen Kane. How? Right. right. Can you dare you? Can you explain Citizen who? Kane sucks. Can you explain who? <laughs> Whoa! What? Who I'm serious. It wait, sucks. wait, wait, Steve. Before you, John goes on, can you explain who Mankiewicz was? Uh, he was one of the credited screenwriters of the movie Citizen Kane, and he was a kind of alcoholic at the end of his career clown who helped studios who, through their association with William Randolph Hearst, helped sort of sway a political election. And he feels very guilty about it and then writes uh, oh, Citizen Kane to sort I of see. lampoon William Randolph Hearst. Yeah, right. And I, I was. I mean that's the essentially essentially the story, but all right. And who plays uh, John? Doesn't like who plays Orson Welles? An actor I've never heard of, but he was great. I was like, right. he sounds like him, but he doesn't really look like him. I'm like, cool. You don't need to look like Orson Welles. Just kind of be like a dude and sound like him. Right, so so play, the dad from the Lannister who got killed by his imp son. What's his name? That British that guy. Mm -hmm. He plays William Randolph Hearst. He's fucking great. So, John, shit on uh, Citizen Kane. And why don't you spoil the end? I've never seen Citizen Kane, but yeah, fuck it. Spoil yeah. it. <clears throat> well, Citizen Kane is is just... Um, uh, I, I don't understand why. I, I It's technically uh, brilliant. I mean, Orson Welles and um, Todd... What's his guy? What's the cinematographer's name? Greg Toland. Greg Toland. Greg Toland. Um, they taught... They retaught... Um, Hollywood, how to use the camera and audio. Technically, it is beyond compare. Uh, the deep focus the work is incredible. The setup of the shots is incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. But the story, uh, who cares? I mean, it, it, it doesn't establish any kind of emotional connection to any character. Yeah. And I always, I always watch it and go, why, why is this supposed to be good? This why is, do I don't you always about, watch it? I don't always watch it. I watched it like three times trying to convince myself that it was as good as everybody said. I mean, I, last week. I agree with you, John, just so you know. But, um, Thank you, Marty. But it is. I knew I could count on you. It is a very uh, technically dazzling film. Yeah. It's just that, you know, like Touch of Evil is is, is much, much better. Um, Lady from Shanghai is much, much better. Um, 
The Magnificent God, those, those Seven. Ch- Chimes at Midnight is is much much better. And those are just Orson Welles movies. You know, there's there's just tons of great 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 movies that are a lot better than that. And uh, and I, it just bothers me that it's like I, off the top. Of, I mean, Casablanca is so much better than Citizen Kane that it's it's it it's oh, just that, it's just great. funny. It's just considered to be such a great movie. Uh, that and uh, Gone with the Wind also sucks balls. I've never seen it. Well, it sucks. Yeah, no, well, it, looks, it, it looks stupid. It's it fine. Is stupid. It's you, fine. you guys were talking it's about Charles Dance. Hell. Charles huh? Dance from Game of Thrones. Charles Dance is so good. Yeah, and uh, JP Cutter was just saying how much he enjoyed Mank, uh, and he found that uh, some arch-extended monologues about how uh, Hollywood is the only industry that sells memories. Uh, that he enjoyed that part as well. Uh, we were- yeah, yeah, there's some unbelievable scene work like that. That's not even Oldman, but like Oldman's in it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, don't don't let him chew the scenery. But but John, OK, I'm not the biggest fan of Citizen Kane. I went to film school, so I've seen it 30 fucking times. And uh, as a professor of film, you- <laughs> I can't believe you're a fucking film professor. Oh, my God. Hi. Yeah. Uh, OK, so. It's importance can't be under underspoken, right? Like it, right. it invented film noir, basically. Right. Well, no, no, but it it, uh, uh, it like, refined it and close. You, can't, you listen. It's also true that uh, that uh, um, Birth of a Nation is incredibly important. Yes, it's not a fun movie. I don't want to. I don't want to watch Citizen Kane. But like people right. did not, I mean. and, and they talk about this in the movie a little bit. Like people didn't understand. Like the main character dies in the first scene. And then you go back in time. They're like, I don't understand. Go back and, in time. And it's like, it's how we all think about movies now. We're like, okay, so the guy dies. And then we go back and we see, like, cut to three weeks earlier. Like, it had not been done. It was like a mm. revolutionary narrative style. You're, mm. you're, you're, no, that's been done. No. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at, look if you at look the movie, at Cocteau I'll... in his early days, hey, this, this predates Cocteau. Doesn't it? Holy fuck! I'm lost. No, don't worry. We'll 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 bring we'll bring, we'll bring it back to SpongeBob in a moment. Uh, I mean, I I I, don't, I, th- I thought it was a late 40s. I'll agree with you, John. It is not a fun movie. It's that's not- all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not. But he has an arc. It's just told back. It's told not linearly. It's not even that he has an arc. It's that I don't I don't care. I don't well, care and, about. And him. also at the time, like everyone knew it was about this larger than life figure it would be, it would be like if some i mean to much lesser extent the primary colors was like well that's about clinton and how he likes to fuck a lot of women and he's a piece of shit but he's a cool guy like that book came out and everyone was like oh it's his character but it was clinton i mean Here, that, here's was, here's the little the little thing that I, I i take exception with you're implying that back for for back then it was revolutionary and that's sort of the, an argument that people make about movies that aren't very good that don't hold up and then they say, well, back then it was really good. And and back then, if you go back to the 30s, there were movies like, you know, The Thin Man is fucking hilarious. And all of those Thin Man movies are fast and hilarious. His Girl Friday is hilarious, you know, and it's, it totally holds up. Uh, uh, the Lady Eve re- really holds up. Casablanca was made the following year. It has a flashback. Yeah structure and it still holds up even no. though it's a metaphor for america's involvement in the united in the in in world war ii that's what it's like a and it, it's, uh, casablanca is like 
as allegorical as like Pilgrim's Progress. Yet at the same time, if you don't know anything about when it was made or what what was going on geopolitically, you could still love the hell out of it. That's an incredible movie. You know, I, I think that uh, we're the definite or how we need to clarify it is like Casablanca is a very entertaining movie. Yeah, it's a very well made movie. It's well constructed. The very end of the third act where she pulls a gun on him and he's like running out like it's b- ridiculous. Like the plot does get like, what is this fucking? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's the thing. It's, it's the so thing. dumb. Women, women at that time. See, back then, <laughs> all women, women needed pull was a good kiss. And then they yeah. would completely change their minds. She completely. pulls the gun on him and he kisses her. Not goes, just back then. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't want right. to uh, it's say anything bad. But, tightly, but you know, uh, Captain Kirk made a 2000 year old android change her right. programming with one kiss. But but it is so I, I, tightly plotted, I, I think, like compared to uh, Citizen Kane, which is sort of like sort of a more meditative and plotting, you know. It's you know yeah, I, I, the thing is I just I just don't, you don't like you don't care about anybody yet. yeah and Casablanca is like it, it pokes all these romantic buttons in a way that love actually would love just is trying to but just can't uh-uh. uh, but it love actually uses seven different stories in order to yeah, poke every Casablanca button. only needs one mm, disagree all right well yeah John gone to my head like. Watch uh, Casablanca or Kissing Kane, like oh, Casablanca. That's it is infinitely more entertaining, more watchable. And it's funny. It has more. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a more digestible arc. I think you know your small mind can't wrap itself around the kind of layered storytelling and character analysis in in uh, Citizen Kane. Like I, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I'm One thing is, dumb for it. There you I go. just want, oh. I want a sense of humor <laughs> in any it. movie, even if it's like a drama or a horror film. And there's no sense of humor in Citizen Kane at all. Like, you know, Orson Welles was not a yuck fest. But that's me. A okay. yuck fest? You are? No, Marty? no. I'm, I appreciate a yuck fest. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, you know, Casablanca has some very funny moments in it, you know. Uh, to to sort of assuage all the the drama, um, and, it's, and it's what I like about Mank, it's not like I don't like movies about making movies, like that James Franco one about the room. I was like, eh, whatever. Or or Mank. Like, no, but it, it's not really about the making Trumbo. of the movie. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's fine. It's not I'm not a huge yeah. biopic guy. Yeah, and I don't like. It's not a biopic. It's really like a, a guy coming to terms with his morality. And writes this movie, and you, they don't like reference the movie. They don't. It, it, it's like all right, it's really all right. Uh, all right whatever. Are you Fuck still? Off. Not, I, no, no, no. I, I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited that you're still on his payroll. So um. he doesn't. <laughs> Steve, how does it compare to Thugs of Hindustan? Uh, God, that movie was so entertaining. It was so much fun. It didn't make wow. a fucking lick of sense. No, I don't think things need to make a lick of sense. <laughs> I saw this. What Korean is going on in India? Love actually, um, no, no, I couldn't get through it. What? Where? Where did you stop though? I think the second time they dipped into the Hobbit guy uh, fucking that chick in on the porn set while they're like pretending to hump, and he's it's like, oh, "What are you doing? What, what is it? What is it? 
if it's not a porn set, what is it? They're just what? standing in for, a, you know, they're nude thing. stand-ins, fake Are humping. they just nude stand-ins for different movies? Or is this one mm-hmm. movie that has a ton just one movie of nudity? It has a lot of It's nudity. a porn movie. That's a porn movie. They have so much sex. Why the fuck would they do a stand-in for a porn, though? Like, really? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's the Gavin and Stacey lady. One of the many things that's been wrong with the movie is it doesn't make I, any sense. No, that job is making sense. No, 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 no. It's kind of like a time travel movie time travel movies never make sense but a good one comes along where they move you like emotionally enough then it's really interesting you know what's crazy is that they say one month later at the end of the movie and the couple who were martin freeman and that girl were already engaged after one month and it's like what they were really close um i mean love can happen in a moment i saw I, look this, i like richard, richard curtis's movies they're ridiculous <laughs> but they're super entertaining like i liked notting hill and oh. i like four weddings and a funeral i like that one i know that notting hill's bad the older you get yeah yeah it's not it, it's fine but i like when he's like contained to you trying to finish a podcast what <sighs> um, so i saw this this film this korean i film. thought she was running it Called. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that. what the fuck? Wait, you were just Marty explained. I want to talk. I want John. Well, I mean, I was actually like being like, "Wow, John hasn't gotten to say much. I wonder what's but, going on with him." And then he went on the whole fucking yeah, Citizen but Kane. Can I just so say this? I, I, I saw this movie called The Call, and it's really awesome. It's about these uh, two women who live in the same home but 20 years apart, but they can talk to each other on the phone. And one oh, of it's them, like the lighthouse. Lake House. The Lake House. Lake House. It's, it's like the Lake House, except one of them's a psychopath. And it's so, it doesn't make a lick of sense, but it's so entertaining and it's so great. Uh, I highly recommend it for people um, if you're looking for something that is just like. Uh, Two women? Yeah. Uh, it's very, very My thrilling. boyfriend broke up with me. Why is My it wi- the floor. Yeah, why is it women against women? <laughs> why can't it be women uh. doing stuff together? But no, it's it's really good. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't get to appropriate that from my people, Kruger. No, fuck off. You can say oy vey. It's like we got to let language be free. Ach, I can say hi yeah. Um, Can't I? Uh, I don't care. I don't care. But I feel like this comes up every We week. were supposed to watch Big Sky. Big Sky, Cassandra. We you hmm? you commanded us to watch Big Sky, the Ryan Phillippe show. I watched the first episode. It was the craziest network show I've ever seen. Like it's pretty fucking spicy for ABC. Spicy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But I still think that shit sucks. Yeah, oh, it's it's so silly, but it's like very watchable. Like so this Are is you um, serious? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, God, this like, is, I feel like I'm the only person who really, really doesn't like it. It's not. It's not good. This is okay. So what's the what's the premise? I don't fucking know. All right. So it's that's a problem. Right. That's the fucking. That's I, one of the major problems. So like, who the fuck knows? Right. So oh. like, there's this crazy love triangle that starts off. The, the <laughs> Put thing. that on a shirt. I don't fucking know. It's like all this, one word. It's like this <laughs> weird love triangle between these three gorgeous people oh, living in Montana who are all private detectives and they have like this fancy like office. It's like who in Montana has a fancy like, you know, like a giant storefront like, you know, re- like. Uh, Why know. wouldn't they? It's cheap. I guess so. But they don't seem to have any cases because they're just solving each other's cases. 
Uh huh. I agree. Yeah. It's and it's apparently the dumbest they're premise. all fucking each other. Yeah, they're all fucking each other in various ways. Uh, and then spoiler alert: <laughs> Kruger just wrote, "I don't fucking know." All is one word, and uh, he's he got it right. Uh, um. And then, spoiler alert, one of them gets killed at the end of the episode, and everyone's like, oh my god, what a, what a fucking twist. twist. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, not a twist. I was expecting that guy, that sheriff, to kill someone earlier. He was so creepy the whole fucking time. Oh, yeah. And it, it's the guy from uh, John Carroll Lynch from from uh, the Drew Carey show, and uh, speaking Wait, of... The writer? No, no. Um, Joyce Carroll Oates? No, yeah, jo- Joyce Carroll Oates from... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he played. She played um, like uh, Drew Carey's trans uh, brother, and also was in Zodiac. Speaking of, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, Joyce Carol Oates was in Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, played the played the giant killer uh, or (laughs) killer. What a great name! But he's awesome. I love the guy who plays the sheriff. He's just he's a fantastic actor. Um, But. Yeah, it's a silly show uh, uh, that really is just like torture porn. Joyce Carol Oates seems like the kind of person that when she dies, the New York Times will bring it up. Oh, yeah. And the New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And Marty. But, so, no, I've never and read Steve, her, so. Steve will bring it up before she dies. Yeah. She's probably going to die this week. <laughs> no. No one else saw... <laughs> Big Sky, why did you? If you hated it so much, Cassandra, why did you make us watch it or make make me? Watch she doesn't it? like us. <laughs> All right, that okay. Now you understand my beef. Now you understand my beef. That's... I want. That's your beef. Is yeah. that I just inherently don't like any of you? No, that you make us watch shitty shows. Isn't that fucking, why? Because it's Steve's thing. I have to be nice now. No, just don't make us watch shitty shows. Hey, you know what happened? You want to fucking know what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Owens. That way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Owens reached out to me and oh, he was. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me read exactly what. Oh, do you want to wait till the mail sack? No. I guess, but this is more like text sack. The, mur- the murder sack. Murder sack. Murder sack. We're all going to die in Steve's murder <laughs> sack. Here he comes <laughs> with the phone pop. And murder sack. Uh oh, it's Steve murder sack. <laughs> You're dead. Help! Help! Okay. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he's <laughs> good, John. Good. Um, he said, "I don't know when you became the voice of compassion for Nooner or why you had to, but I love it." And he was referring to the fact that Marty and John, when Biden won. You guys were like whip, 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 and I said, "Can we just please be nice?" And apparently, some of our listeners, at least Steve Owen, appreciated that I said that. It's so weird. It was like hearing myself talk to me. Whip, 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 whip. <laughs> yeah, you so guys Marty, like speaking, speaking of you hearing you, speak to to you. you, let me say this uh, about that. Whip, whip. Why am I hearing me all over again? So, Marty, I was looking for an email for some reason in my vast emails, and I came across one that you had sent to us in uh, 2013, January 29th. 
I believe it was uh, the Twatterson years of this show. It's Tweeterson, sir. Tweeterson, sir. <laughs> and you write at 4.52 in the p.m. Hey, guys, I was thinking about today's show, and I felt a little... And it felt a little negative in spots where we were shutting each other's ideas down and shitting on too much stuff and listener stuff, too. As as much as I want us to be our cranky selves, I also want to create a warm and welcoming environment. More (laughs) yes, Andy. The biggest criticism that Dan and I received was that we went negative and bickered too much. I'd like to avoid that with us, but still feel free to mercilessly make fun of each other. Between the three of us, I don't know who the three are. I think the show is much better, and I think we can be even better. My two cents. P.S. Bill. Uh, P.S. I love you. I love that you guys are on board with the show. It's one of the few things I look forward to in my miserable life. P.P.S. Oh, Bill, so I have a, <laughs> Bill, I have a party on Saturday, and I can't do the lovets. <laughs> I'm a dick. Lo siento. I don't know what the Lovitz is. Must be a play or at comedy club in comedy club? City Walk. Just a guess. So, what was your point in meeting that, Steve? I don't know. <laughs> Just to embarrass me. Nothing has changed, Marty. Nothing what? has changed. Well, it's gotten worse. It's worse. All right. That was seven years ago. All right, so let's all let's all strive to be nice to each other. Just yeah. for let's just like for five minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. Has the clock started or? It, no, okay, ready? Hold there? on. I'm going to start a timer and everything. Okay. Oh, my Ready? Okay, one, two, three. Marty, it's so good to see you again. I haven't seen you in eight months. No, oready. Oh if, if you do that, we have to start over. We got sick. God damn it! Okay, right, start over. Start over again. Okay, uh, I'll start. Right, I'll start. Got, oh, I'm I'm Hello, okay, ready? Uh, five minutes. Okay, five minutes. Hi, Marty. I miss seeing you. It's been so long. It's been eight months of constant isolation, and yeah. I'd love to hang out with you sometime. That whole six fit thing is the only thing that's preventing me from fucking strangling you, you fucking no, piece of shit. Marty, no. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Is it not right, Christmas? We can do it. We can do it. Is it not Christmas? It. Okay, I'm get, okay. I, I'm gonna wait till Christmas to be honest. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. I miss coming over and seeing you guys in person. Steve, I am yeah, and eating some of that strange food that Marty always has. That was fun to eat. Which strange food are you referring to? <laughs> you knew you could salt a plum. You fine person. I like old eggs. <laughs> really old, like years old. <sighs> oh. <laughs> you can yeah. Anything you have to say, Marty? Please. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys didn't. You guys managed to to hide your racism and xenophobia really well. I don't that know if I'm xenophobic. I'm gonna go ahead and accept it. <laughs> what the seconds. fuck is that noise? Racist and xenophobia. You think I'm fucking racist and xenophobic? I meant John. Okay. <laughs> Very washed out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What? Can you guys handle this for a couple minutes? Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna go, go for it. Go for it. Uh, Thanks, pals. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, I thought she'd never leave. Oh, Christ. What a nightmare. Uh, no, but Big Sky Worst. is actually a really interesting show because it has a a a, a, a person of a, a queer person on the show, which is weird to see on ABC. And like they call it out like very quickly and it becomes a, like an integral part. And sh they are a really good actor. And it's 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 pretty striking. And they have a distant relationship to Ky Harvey Keitel, not a direct relationship, I found out. So and like but, they're related. Yeah, to, they are. Or they are. They are related to Harvey Keitel distantly. And uh, huh? yeah, but like, okay, it's, just, it's it, it in that it, it was very um, it was just something you don't normally see. And also it's like really violent and creepy. Um, so there's that. Huh? Yeah. So um, I, I think it's something that we're going to see a lot more of. We'll probably see more. um you know, queer people, then, you know, yeah, we're going to see a lot more of that, which is good. I like queer people. Yeah. Some of my favorite people are queer. Name one. Um, well, uh, I, uh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established on this podcast that he is a fictional character, so that does not. Mm, but he can still be queer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yep. My uh, my wife's cousin, uh, my my niece, <laughs> who lives uh, in Canada. I I don't know what. <laughs> who lives in Canada? No, no. Uh, no, we're just talking about. Uh, never mind. Uh, Marty, Marley challenged no, you me. You should to, tell me what you're talking about. I've joined. Mar Mar I'm sorry, Marty challenged me to uh, to name some queer people that I know because you said you, you loved queer people. And some of my favorite people are queer people. I do love queer people. I know a lot of queer people. Cassandra's queer. Yep. Thank you. You did it. Yay. I figured that out because right. she's pointing yeah. at herself We're gonna and screaming up and back. Male sack. Male sack. Oh, now. Yeah, that was great. Did you send them to me or are you going to read them? Oh, do you want me to send them to you? Well, not now. I mean, fuck. All right. There's only a few. Um, okay. Send me one. All right. Hold on. Go ahead. Talk about something. So uh, there was this one time. Oh, I've been. John, John how'd your father die? I uh, <laughs> blew up. Okay. Blew cool. up you ready, Marty? Good. We need uh, more. Kill more time. Yeah. Uh, kill more parents. How did anyone you in your family uh, try to commit suicide, John? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Oh, no. how about you, Steve? Anybody in your family try to commit suicide? Yes. Did anybody in your family die of natural causes and not kill themselves? No. <laughs> I had one recently. That means you're probably going to live forever if you don't kill yourself. I will never harm myself. I love myself well, too much. Then you, I mean, basically, based on statistics, you will probably live to be like 400 years old. I mean, my great aunt technically refused to eat. Uh, food in the hospital at the end of her life so that's, she died naturally but it was oh, kind of a suicide that's that's like saying so my my friend shot himself in the head and um the bullet um went into his skull and so he died of natural causes because he bled to death mm. that's not true john sometimes when you get old you just start starving yourself you don't feel like eating you want yeah, and sometimes you just shoot yourself in the head you know it's mm -hmm. just a natural thing 
Anthony sure. Charles writes in and says, how's it going? Ooh. Hope well. Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Good. Yes. He, he has uh, written in several times. Um, Hi, Anthony. Thanks for retweeting that video. Uh, these need to be the new style homes and they are net zero, meaning uh, that when I lived in a trailer park, my electric bill would hit uh, $200. Now it's zero. So this was Whoa. a video that um, I retweeted that was about Anthony's, uh, yeah, like net zero house. house. Uh, I, Steve, I live near the Rotary Park and no, I do not eat the Bangkok. They are overpriced and nothing to write home about. Does that mean something to you? The Rotary Park. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell, but I think I think this is supposed to go to a different nooner show. Okay, Cassandra, when I was asking if that was you singing, I forgot to write at the end of the nooner podcast. Uh, yeah, it was probably her. She's a great singer. And old man John, has anyone told you that you might be um, able to reverse the hernia? If uh, if not, try placing yourself at a forty five degree angle with your head toward the floor and your feet <laughs> toward the roof. Uh, the roof. And I apologize for my emails being confusing. Whatever happened to uh, me, it makes it made my thoughts fuzzy, but the fuzzies are extreme are extremely slowly clearing, which is great to hear. I'm still numb over 60% of my body. And yes, things are numb. Thumbs down. Uh, do you have any ideas for another story? Yeah, we're working on it. And uh, keep up the great work. I might not have made it through the last five to six months without you all. Thank you again. Anthony, so great to hear from you. Uh, please keep us up to date with what you're going through. It just sounds uh, very difficult and harrowing. And anything we can do to uh, help out, we would be happy to. Could I'll you write you a song where I make fun of a, a merp. I'm glad to offer my services. Oh, there you go. It'll help. <laughs> Uh, yeah. M- Mackenzie from Cedar Rapids writes in again. You write a JoJo the Tire Guy song. What's I'm that? pretty sure that Anthony was the one who suggested JoJo the Tire Guy. Am oh, I yeah, crazy? Yeah. yeah, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. Um, That's cool. that mean, you're not like crazy. The person who did it and be like, fuck you, Sandra. Please don't say that to me in an email. I'll get sad. Yeah, don't do that. She's fragile. Mackenzie <laughs> from Cedar Rapids here again. I had emailed about the Derrico a few months ago. Just to follow up, yes, I am female. Yes, Steve, I would take Interstate 380 to Waterloo. And yes, we are about four <laughs> hours from at Chicago, right Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Kansas uh, City. So after listening it. to your recent po- uh, conversation about the McRib, I, all would, I thought I would share this. My husband, Matt, and I compete in barbecue competitions here in the Midwest. And due to the pandemic, most nice. of these have been canceled. Yes. And uh, so we've begun recreating fast foods but better okay tell me what what sort of wood you use do you use post oak or do you do like you know um hickory just, let us know uh, that's send it to me i don't have to read it over there but always I'm, obtuse can never play to this i'm just so did. i have oh. this thing where when i go to restaurants i don't like to order things that i think i can make better Mm-hmm. And when I accidentally do order something that I taste and I'm like, I could have, I could have done that better Then I get kind of grumpy about it. So I bet Same. that this uh, listener feels similar, especially now that they're like rocking the shit out of fast food. Yeah. That sounds super fun to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should make a YouTube series. Like I, that's the kind of shit I watch. Yeah, like, late at so night. I'm like, Ooh, how do you make a McRib? Like, cool. With the release I didn't the know how to make a what is it, a smash burger or something that really no, thin yeah. patty. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got one made for me, and I was like, oh my god, that was so easy. And what fuck fast food? Yeah, smash burgers all day. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna send you guys a video on on how to make it uh, three ways. Um, Great. Yeah. Um, shit. Where is the fucking chat? Sorry. Uh, so. Oh. Um, I, I'm still reading this. So with the release, the re-release of the McRib, we decided this past Sunday to put together our own version of the McRib. And for the record, the McRib is form is like ground up pork that's formed mm. to have like the shape of bones, but not actual bones. So it's weird. Yeah. Um, so Mackenzie and I her husband. I think it's generous calling it ground up pork. I think that's. It's so a... she's probably using ground up pork. What no, yeah. no, no. It's who? No. Mackenzie... Did you say that or did she say that? No, Mackenzie and her husband smoked two racks of spare ribs for two hours over Applewood. Oh. Applewood. They're mm. well done. Nice. Yeah. Uh, then what then, happened? Then. John, I like your attitude. Uh, then wrapped in tin oh, foil with real sugar in the raw I'm and agave chewing. nectar. Sounds good. And cooked for another two hours. Compared to our competition ribs, we overcooked these to be able to slide the bones out. Oh, nice. Mm. And wow. attached our after pictures. Let, let me know your thoughts. It looks so fucking good. And just the, the, the pickles look great. Uh, I will post these on um, Twitter afterwards. Where, where, where do they live? They I was just thinking the same thing. Cedar Rapids, too far away. Cedar Rapids, too far away. Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, I think. Mm, I don't Cedar know. No. No. Iowa, no, Iowa. Uh, Iowa. We are going to attempt. I think of Grand Rapids. Uh, the the Chick fil A sandwich this weekend, and maybe the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Nashville hot this weekend. Skip the Nashville wow. hot. Basically, it's just their regular patty, and they put this really shitty sauce on it. I just don't think it's very good. Um, any suggestions on recreations that should keep uh, that uh, that should keep them busy? Uh, what would what fast food thing would you want recreated like amazingly? Well, I and, yeah. The only well, the, the the only good thing that's really good at fast food is is fries, and and you actually McDonald's fries are really there's something about them that it, it's really good. Um, yeah, no, I don't like McDonald's fries. No. Really? No, that's I funny. Really I, I, uh, when I'm done with this cleanse, that's the first thing I'm having is homemade reverse engineered McDonald's fries. They're sitting in the freezer. But then they're not I mean, McDonald's fries. Those are better. homemade fries. They, I wouldn't even call them McDonald's fries. They're just like good fries. Yeah, but it's like that Serious Eats blog. Like they're the exact same size. And it's this. I mean, I don't have beef tallow, but like it's pretty it's pretty close. I'm sure their better. fries are better than like In-N-Out's fries. I think In-N-Out's fries are stupid. But yeah. I don't know. I like a, I like Wendy's fries. Oh God! I was just thinking that because I I watch television once a week now with football, and there's fucking endless Wendy's ads, and I'm like, who the fuck eats at Wendy's now? No one. I don't know the last time I've been to Wendy's, but if I recall, you get Wendy's fries with one of those small little frosties, and you're in uh, you're in business. Um, mm. it's not never been the same since Dave Thomas died. Hello, Nooner. Says Corey, Probably. I would get. Wait, my... we didn't answer the question. Oh, I guess we did. We all, I mean, one of us said fries, and then we all talked about it. So that's fine. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we get credit. 
Yeah. I mean, I want, I'm thinking of a Big Mac. You do you redo a Big Mac. Because uh, Big Mac's. What, what's, what's in a Big Mac? It's too beef patty, special patty, sauce, special lettuce, sauce, cheese, cheese, pickles, onions, onions on a sesame seed bun. I just feel like the last Big Mac I had was like so sloppy and like, and of course, I don't blame them. I don't. No, why would they I would make do, a good McKenzie. one? I would challenge you to make a really good hamburger bun. Those are difficult. They're really hard. Um, mm. So Corey writes in and says, because uh, I think Corey. a smash burger is not so difficult. Um, but um, hello, Nooner. I would get my biggest enemy a candle that smelled like pumpkin spice. Oh, that is diabolical. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Love it. I, when I read this email, I thought, like, do you guys have enemies in the world like people who you just like you think about like every time you think of them you think horrible thoughts and if you saw them you would just be like yes i'm talking to three of them right now Mm, ouch (sighs) rich (laughs) Uh. (laughs) i have a couple people i think enemies for me are people who i have on good authority that they don't like me and i don't know why well, and so it's then that because you don't understand the beef that's going on between us. You know what? If you fucking have beef with me and you don't don't tell me, then fuck you. That's your fault. I've told you in a thousand different ways, but and I said I was sorry. <laughs> didn't believe it. Such, such a little cunt. <gasps> Who? Me or Mark? No, he's no I would never me. call you a cunt. No, he's talking Please. about me. Jesus, <laughs> Um, Can you imagine though if you did like now that was the first time. But like you know how like in the romance language there's the masculine and the feminine. Like there needs to be like a third one, right? For like queer and trans, right. there needs you know like a, a, a el cunt, los cunts, and coos is the like <laughs> oh, non gender specific <laughs> binary. Mm. Okay, or cool. contact, contact, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any real enemies, but I do have like if I had a real good one, I uh, yeah, I'd like to give him a gift. John is the last person I would think who would have an enemy. John, have you ever had an enemy? Oh yes. Okay, moving on. No, please go. Great Brad Friedman. Brad, yeah. Mm. Uh, Can you explain who Brad Friedman is? No, no, I don't really want to. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not happy about the situation. I'm still mad about it. And and uh, no, I, I don't. Want I actually to. didn't and know that he's an incredibly he's an incredibly vindictive person. I did not um, realize that. I did. I that's just... all he cares about is 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 uh, destroying people. And he, if he cared about anything, he would have he'd be running things. But he doesn't care about. He's a nihilist and he's a monster. Jesus. Well, it's funny because he. Can't... No, he's not Jesus. He it's Brad. Oh, Brad. He, he came to uh like prominence. Like he basically a, a sort of an outspoken um like liberal pundit. And all these other people like did very well, including his wife, I guess. Like is it was was he married? Is it was anyhow. Um they never got married. Okay, but she was They're on still together. She was Brad on the, Friedman. Yeah, she was. I, on I don't the, know who. Oh, uh, yeah, if the audience knows who the fuck you're talking about, wonderful. But oh, I have God. no fucking I, idea. I'm, no, no, I'm ba- not finding fucking. Ba- basically, so. he was a, a liberal pundit, and and he's a, a one of a very egotistical fellow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember he would do these 
political news things in Sacred Fools at the theater, like. Oh, so you know, you're still not contextual. I don't know who this is. I, I'm, I'm trying to. Matter. Rachel Maddow is a political pundit, yeah, and she, she is a, my enemy, but I don't a, know her. He was a political pundit at Those a local theater. She knows what she's fucking doing. And I then, thought it was because no, he wasn't, he wasn't, he, that wasn't the problem that I had with him. He wasn't uh -oh. political pundit. No, no. He, yeah. became, he became a political pundit later. He became like an expert at uh, voting machine hacks like 15 years ago. I haven't talked to him or seen him in like, 15 years but he, but he still makes me mad Steve ooh it just, yeah it was a it was I, I it was one of those things where we, I was having I was in charge of uh, this organization that was very inclusive and open he took advantage of that he came in and he did a bunch of underhanded shit and really fucked things around only to fuck things around right and uh, master of chaos and all he was a ma exactly master of chaos and I'm really just mad because what had to ha happen was I had to say, I had to put my foot down and say, you are a dick. Get out. And instead, I waited until he realized that he was a dick. Of course, he never did. And uh, oh, it took, twist. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I I did not have. Like an O. Henry story. I did yeah, not I have a good. And John waited and waited. Story, and finally. He didn't realize he was a dick. Yeah. And, yeah. and he had, well, like, has that ever happened? Has anyone ever gone, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually the bad guy in this story. You're right. I mean, the Ooh, last time I, I uh, checked me in, every argument with my wife, I'm always like, you know what? It's me. <laughs> well, I'm wrong. I no, like the last time marriage. I checked in on Brad, like easy. his, his, uh, website looked like a GeoCities, uh, like, like account, you know, it was just the worst looking account, uh, like website ever. And, I mean, he had every opportunity to do well, and uh, I guess some people's personality get in the way of their success. Um, okay, Cassandra, I sent you to... Oh, wait, Steve, do you have any enemies? Currently, no. I mean, when I was 16, I, I had a tumultuous relationship with a punk rock skinhead girl that was my first love, and uh, she left me, or I left her, and she ended up dating... A uh, guy out of high school, uh, I believe he was a janitor at Harvard. So, like, you can't can't go wrong. That's like the Harvard of how do you like gigs. those apples? And uh, I remember he would like come up and he'd be like parties and stuff, and he'd like touch my nose. He's like, it was an anti-Semitic. Like, hey, a nice big honker there, you Jew. He was. I wonder if he also peed on his hands. Possibly, and I just remember seeing him in a party, and I was like. I'd like him to die. I f he's my fucking enemy. I like if I could get away with it, I'd kill that guy. I don't remember his John something. Everyone in Boston is named John. Um, Carmichael. And no, but it's probably based a little bit on this yeah. guy. But and, and then, you know, coming out to L.A. and getting into Hollywood, I cannot even like catalog the number of times I've been fucked over and like, wow, that person did X. And for like a short while, I was like, I hope they fucking die, etc. And now that I'm old, I don't care. So I have no enemies. I'm very happy. I'm at peace. Yeah, mm. I'm don't too, care. I I have I'm too dissociative to have any enemies to know that I've been slighted. Um, Cassandra, I sent you two emails. Yes, 
And they both seem seem like they were addressed to me. Does that happen often? And you just read it and skip that? No, I don't read them at all. I just throw them away, put them in the trash. <laughs> why we have a the, uh, the old Smotco uh, spam filter? Yeah, why do you ask? Rid of them before That's they weird. make it to okay. to the talent? Okay. Um. <laughs> anyways, from Evan Cardi. Uh, from Sacktown. Uh, my friend and fellow millennial told her, totaled her one-year-old red Kia Soul. Sad thing. Oh. Oh. score isn't great, of course. No. So she's thinking about moving away from California and rebuilding in Colorado. Any mm. words of encouragement slash advice? Stay trashy, trashy, Evan. No. Well, let's see. It, does she expect it to be any better in Colorado? Because it's only slightly cheaper. Um, she's going to have to deal with more elements out there, but it will definitely probably be easier. I guess. I don't know. You can't have a Kia Soul out there. You got to get a Subaru, something good for the snow. And uh, if your FICO score is bad, that's going to be a tough sell. Maybe something used. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a cool vibe. I've, I've never crashed my car and thought I need to rebuild somewhere else. <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, my first. Like- that's my first instinct. Like, Jesus Christ! Every I, time I've every a car, Thursday, I wake up and yeah. I'm like, I gotta re. I, where can I go and rebuild? I've had metaphorical crashes of cars and where's and where's Papua New Guinea and how cheap is the how cheap right, is the rent right. and how gonna- good do the people taste there? Look, <laughs> we're millennials. Everything that's bad will happen to us and has happened to us so you might as well just find a place that you like and uh buckle your seatbelt baby <laughs> baby <laughs> buckle that seatbelt baby because we got the 9-11 we got recessions we got a pandemic we don't got any fucking money but the generation above us and the generation below us will so fuck it baby <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> that's a beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, I, if I could weigh in, uh, I think that uh, a geographic cure works for lots of people. Changing sure. your location works. But I guess I, if you don't have any particular people, if you have pe- people in Colorado who will help you, then you should go there. But if I was just picking a place, I would pick someplace with a milder climate. I mean, it's not like the worst out there. It's not but like it's- Minnesota, right? Yeah, it's not like Minnesota. No, I I would just I mean I I've been out I grew up in New Hampshire and I now live in California. When it gets below sixty degrees, I think I'm gonna die. The mm. fucking worst. So yeah, I, mean, I, I would Colorado, and it's 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 fine and it's great and it's it's getting better now. When I go back to Denver, I'm like, oh, this place is cool. It wasn't cool when I was growing up, but. Um, I feel like all major cities are kind of the same. They all have like a craft beer place. They all have yeah. like, how much is that coffee? Seven dollars. Yeah. All right, but they also they all have, have a, like cool parts to it too. Like there's all yeah. there's there's like oh yeah there's it's like every town is is cool now. Like yeah. they've all got like some reclaimed wood and Edison bulb small plates place with a tattooed lady going. Have you dined with us before? Have you eaten small plates? I'm like, yes. Bring me nine of them. There's a, a couple of my friends are moving up to Boise. Yeah, uh, they're that's leaving the, LA for Boise. That's the big. And, uh, that's a big place. Really? Yeah. But they're like cool, and I'm just like, fuck. Okay. 
Yeah. Great. I will. You can afford real estate there for like the next month. When I I got out out of college, I went to Seattle. It was a, a city that had been completely devastated by the by the economic downturns in the 70s and the 80s, and it was empty. And we were able to do theater. We got a space for free for years downtown because it was an empty city. Now you couldn't, you know, you you, you can't get a, an apartment, studio apartment in Seattle for less than a gazillion dollars a month. But there are other cities like, you know, Boise or Everett, Washington, or, you know, or maybe, maybe Detroit. Uh, I, I imagine Detroit is going to be awesome in five years. Yeah, I bet you it's going to be yeah. fantastic. All sorts of people are going to go there because it's depopulated. And so, th- but there's still these buildings and this infrastructure there. So all these artists are going to move no, there. They're, and then, they're, and they're then, already moving and then there. This, there's a big arts yeah, community then, there. Yeah. And then software people are going to follow them. And then it's going to be Seattle all over again in 10 years. And it'll be, you know, something crazy. That's so, the one good thing about being a millennial is that where you go, you know, things start to get really fucking awesome. Because you can't because afford you're there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next email. You could always that, move that's to just uh, your uh, experience. Exeter, New Hampshire. There's always this Belmont. Exeter. Exeter is awesome. There's, uh, there's I, Ashland. I there's Exeter Meredith. Had a fucking awesome public library. Uh, you could move to Wol- Wolfboro on Lake uh, Winnipesaukee. Uh, there's uh, Union. There's uh, Center Opacy. O- Osipi. I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce <laughs> Uh, Next email is from Steve Owens. Oh, (sighs) what a surprise. Dearest Cassandra, I almost (laughs) creepy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, these are both addressed to me. Like, does this happen often? And you just skip it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I get like, like six a week. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> They're not girls, girls, girls. Come on. What? I'm just saying. I almost fell off my ladder yesterday when I heard your super sweet rendition of the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> what? Uh, particularly read only uh, the part where you mentioned me on the last day. Thank you for your kindness and off-key inclusion. Fuck you. <laughs> that chick gets really high, and I didn't know that, but I'd already committed, and so I'm like, oh, I'm a little pitchy. Yeah, I know it's a little pitchy. <laughs> Dang, I, so I, I thought you were in chorus. Okay. Um, I can help you with that. I, I know how to auto-tune things now. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I'm just like living my life. I don't know how to not blow out my microphone every time I fucking talk or sing. So yeah, sometimes my pitches get bad. Right. Okay, I, I have a big problem. I have to that. control. I have to control this, you know, this mammoth of a voice that I have, and that's just it is what it is. All right, I'm gonna pick the movie for next week that we're all gonna watch. The email's not finished. What? Oh, the yeah, email. Email's okay. not. All right. Go yeah. That said. My four December episodes are multi-platinum selling recording artists from the 70s. What? I don't know. A bunch of people I've never heard of. Um, Thomas McCary, founder of the group. BJ Thomas. BJ Thomas. And Joe Bouchard, founding bass player for Blue Oyster Cult. And (laughs) plugged Steve. That's what it says. Like BJ Thomas, you know, he got got extra money from... uh, 
that uh, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, you know, I'm hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing. I'm believing. Da da da. All right. Blue oh, Swede. That was the Brad blog. That was that's the current site of, of my nemesis. And and it's just doesn't, insanely. Doesn't ugly. it look like Ge- GeoCities? It does. It looks grumpy. It like it made me nervous looking at it. I was like, yeah. oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's he's uh he's the opposite, but uh, I mean he's the opposite. He's the he's he's selling uh left wing conspiracy theories. Yeah. Such as anti vaxxing? Mm, no, sure. I don't know. He's uh, you don't have to look hard to find a left-wing conspiracy theory um like for instance okay. maybe uh trump sucks how about that for left-wing conspiracy theory? what that's Ooh. crazy you can't like say that, that about a president so um we are coming to the end cassandra did you have anything that you wanted to well since we don't have an episode of the show um who didn't turn in their audio early Oh, I don't remember when it, it just, it all kind of trickled in and, you know, okay. it, it takes a, it takes a second. That's okay. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I did it on Sunday. It's okay. So, um, John Waters, who's just a great personality and made a bunch of movies. Uh, he released his top 10 movies of 2020. And I'm going to suggest oh. the number one movie for his number one movie for 2020 for us to watch next week okay all right should we try and guess yeah. it, 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 as long as it doesn't include uh divine um, eating poop uh no it does not divine's divine's dead yeah but i i you guys can look it up um just look up john waters top 10 films 2020 and go to number one and that's what you're going to watch and everybody else can you're do literally that not going to tell us what it is yeah, yeah. what is it no, marty come it on just look it up oh is it butt butt boy yeah uh, what is Butt Boy? Well, just it's just John Waters. He's just, creepy and gross. It's only ninety eight minutes. It's not like it's not like Thugs of Hindustan. Tyson. Butt Boy? What is it on? It's butt on Boy. Amazon Prime. It's free if you have Amazon Prime, which we all do. It's about a heterosexual okay, dad who turns into a serial, serial killer just gonna, and, and, and inhales his victims through his rear end. Yeah. Okay. His second mouth. Yeah. Second mouth. Yeah, his second mouth. So it, it's called full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping with the brand, unlike you guys. You really gonna be like, hey honey, I gotta watch Butt Boy before Tuesday. Yeah. Would you like to watch with me? Yeah, and then I'm gonna watch like every other like eighteen minute video called Butt Boy until I get to the actual feature film. Tight. Yeah. Uh um so every Monday. There's a new episode of Trashy Trashy released. What the hell on, is that? Uh, it's a podcast on uh, iTunes. Oh, boy, it's funny. And Spotify, please She's leave us so reviews. Funny. You should leave us reviews on the Nooner podcast as well. Uh, we have a lot of mm. people who email, and uh, yeah, you should leave us reviews. I mean, why not? I'm, I don't want to completely waste my time here. And might as well email us too. Yeah, at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have our um, Tumblr page website, noonerpodcast.com. Uh, maintained by the wonderful Tyson. Thank you, Tyson. Um, actually, Erica and I um, are on the most recent episode of Tyson's podcast, Anti-Social Show, uh, if you want to hear that. And um, that's what I got. All right. Uh, do you guys... Oh, so tomorrow, 
is the arrival of you know it. You know it. And you're going to yeah. be stuffing boxes all day. Yeah. That's very mm. exciting. And if people want to get their own copy and they haven't signed up, do they have a chance? www.youknowitthegame.com. You can buy copies and I will send them out and they will get there before Christmas if you go there like immediately. The other thing that I want everybody to know is tomorrow or Thursday, we have a very special episode of You Know It, the game show that includes Paul Giamatti, Jonathan Goldstein, Lee Henson, and Brian Finney. I was busy. Yeah, but Marty was busy. They didn't want me to win. Yeah, they were intimidated. I didn't want to intimidate them because of uh, your uh, your uh, your because of you. Brilliance. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. Beauty. The beauty and the brilliance and the bazongas. Oh, oh John! John you're, God damn it, John! We were, B it's, word. We were uh, it's just <laughs> it, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, we just. It's, it's like, like like seeing your sister in the like, shower. It yeah. is, uh, it's like Thanksgiving uh, was so great until uh, Uncle John brought out his like his Hey, come here, sis. You want to see a duck egg? Come here. I got one in my hand. Look, look down You think my that's a hemorrhoid? Check this out. Check out this duck egg. Uh, it's my balls, you fucking coos. <laughs> oh, what happened in New Hampshire? Uh, what what yeah, went Jesus wrong? Jesus Christ, John. We grew up we grew up without a father who because he blowed up. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um. Anyhow, are we please. are we still being nice? Are the five minutes over? No, those were that oh, yeah. long. That okay. lasted. We made it to sixteen seconds. Yeah. yeah. No, we we got to forty eight before I had a problem. So, so um, podcast at gmail Please send us ways that we can be nice to each other. Ask us questions. Send us uh, anything you want. And, um, Mackenzie. Yeah, we've thrown on the gauntlet, and also Tyson said that if you can make a horsey sauce from Arby's, that would be fucking boss. Um, but yeah. I was thinking about Arby's. Arby's food is terrible, but it looks like it Hello. would be good. So maybe what? Hello, yeah. Your Honor. Sorry, I'm recording some intros for this other podcast I'm doing. Movie Court season two is coming uh, soon. All right. and Kyle just wanted me to record. Something. Okay, <laughs> so All right. I got the mic hot. I, just, I, I okay, good. Like that what? would be great. Did, he, he's doing uh, intros to this other podcast. Right, he okay. a hello and a hello, Your Honor. So, uh, does Kyle so I recorded wanna... it live while we're on the air on another? Podcast. Do you want to bring Kyle back on when that's ready to to plop so he can sell it? Hold on, I'm listening to my. Okay, no, no, you're, you're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> you're fucking done. All right. Guys, thank you so much. Marty, and we. Marty, oh, sorry. Marty asked Dan to be on. Uh, I will. If he's real. I, I, I will if he exists, but I'll find out. And everybody watch Butt Boy for next week. Send us emails and we will see you. Well, no, you say it. It's not my episode. Hello, Your Honor. Hello. I should say Hello, it? Your Honor. Yeah. Hello. Hey, guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
Kevin Smith is our papa. Keep the compound clean. He wrote uh, and directed the movies that brought all the murps to me. Sleep now, babies. Pimp that fuck. <laughs>